recording has started. Repeat. Recording has started. You know what? I almost feel like we need uh, a big. We should we should create, or if uh, any listeners want to create, create um, some type of theme, over the top, ridiculous thing for the Bruniverse. Dude, you can make it a contest. Hey, you know what? By the way, uh, Christine, who's a longtime fan, she brought up, she goes, I love that you can't see Mike. It reminds reminds me of like uh, the neighbor in, uh, what was that guy? The Tim Allen. Wilson. Yes. Yes. We're not really like. You know, maybe one day you're walking around in Jersey at like a shop, right? And someone goes, dude, what, what is your name? I recognize that voice. Where do I hear that voice? They're like, yes, that's me. They, they recognize me in line from the back of my head. <laughs> yeah, that's just the way you talk. Yep. How you been? You all right? You're not sick? No, man, no. Uh, all good, uh, you know. Thank God and all that good stuff. Um, actually went and just saw um, Clutch on Tuesday. Oh, they're like a part of me. I don't, I don't want you want to get mad at me. Hold on. I want to uh, make sure I'm looking at something real quick. Aren't they like a, a big metal band or something? Uh, they're more like a stoner rock band. Oh, like like uh, they're not hard. It's not like hard guitars. It's is it like yeah, blues? Yeah, more um more like uh like bluesy kind of, but not really bluesy. Like it it can get hard, but uh it's it's more like they they have groovy songs like you just sit there and just groove to it or stuff you can just you know get amped up to it. Fucking rock right. out. I like that. So all I know is, you know, I'm down here in Florida. My daughter got sick. My daughter uh you know, during the uh, Christmas time, whatever, one of her friends came. Her friend didn't feel good, and she said next day, she's like, "I don't think she." She's kind of sniffing her nose. If I get sick, I swear. And sure enough, she got sick, so she's vitamining it up and doing all that. But I'm talking to everyone up north, and um, every one of my the Maria's crew, a crew that was uh, I was a part of up in Chester, New Jersey, they all got COVID. They're all running, getting tests. They're all. They're all like, ah, we got we to gotta get more tests, more people. People are freaking, it's a, it's, a lot of people are sick. A lot of people are sick. And it's baffling because it's, see, can you hear a cough? You didn't hear that cough, did you? No. Yeah, yeah, she got like a little cough. So what's weird is, one, two, two, four, all of them are fully vaxxed. And boostered up, and they're all sick. And now my daughter. Now I had this. Don't you remember I was in Connecticut, and I didn't feel good. Did shows in Connecticut? Did we do a podcast that week? Because I did not. Yeah, I think that was the second or third episode. Yes, and I can't remember if I did alone or I had Brian on. Brian came on, I think. Right, yeah. Well, I was a mess. 
was a mess. I had a cough. I had what everyone's describing right now. And, uh, you know, I took, what did I take? What the hell is that stuff? You, Mucinex. Mucinex. Did a whole thing of that. I did vitamins. I would do the, the tea and I would steam water. But people are freaking out again right now. They're like, oh, my God. I got the Omicron. I got the Omicron. It's uh, just treat your body. Well. But I don't. All right. I'm going to get into it. But I just think it's weird how many vaccinated that are sick. It's. And they all say the same thing. Well, this one breaks through. I don't know about you, but if I had polio shot three times and I got polio, I just I, I just start asking questions. Maybe I'm crazy. Um, so this is what I want to talk to you about. You know when you think of something, like you're sitting there and you're like, or someone, you know, and you go, man, I haven't talked to someone in a long time and you just, you're constantly thinking about them and you're going throughout your daily chores and you're like, huh, I wonder how, I wonder if, and then all of a sudden that person texts you or that person calls you and you go, oh my God, I was just thinking of you and I was literally just dialing the phone and you picked up and everyone has had that in their life. I don't care who you are. And most of the time we go, ah, that's just weird coincidence. Here's my question today. Is it, is it just a coincidence? Because I'm going to tell you something today. And I'm going to tell you a, a true story. And this has happened to me a lot in my life. And like I said, you're always... You're always told, oh, that's crazy or that's weird, just a coincidence. It's not this. It's not that. Uh, it's totally something different, blah, blah, blah. Now you're looking into things. Oh, that's wacky. And the guy that I'm going to, Shaka's coming on today. And Shaka was the one that told me, and he goes, no, it's not crazy. It's normal. He just said that one day. What if it's normal and everything else is crazy? And we started thinking of that way. had to be 20 something years ago, if not longer. We connected in high school and we connected on talking deep and going far out there and stuff. And I've had that a lot. And one of the most amazing moments was with Shaka. And I'm telling you, I'm not going to exaggerate this. I'm going to be dead honest with you how this all went down. Dead honest with you. Now, first of all, I moved to Florida. I grew up in Long Island, right? And I grew up with basically brothers and sisters that lived on our street. We were, we were a family growing up. And we were all within three, four years uh, old of each other. Um, you know, we play hockey. We just, we had, you play hockey. It was the best time of my life. My childhood was so great in Long Island that when I had kids, I begged God, like, you know what? I beg you, God, I hope their childhood is half of what mine was because mine was great. Mine was, it was just amazing. So grew up from that and then 
my parents did the legal thing. They, oh yeah, we're retiring. Boom. They buy a house in Florida. They move down. I grew up in the same street for 19 years and now I'm living in Florida. So I go from Long Island to Florida. And before that happened, you know, mean Shaka, Shaka was pro is probably one of the most pivotal, uh, created one of the most pivotal moments in my life. We were in high school and I'll let him tell a story too. And he, he comes up to me and he's like, you gotta be, dude, you gotta, you, you gotta be in the school event. I'm like, what event? Cause it's skit night. It's uh, juniors versus seniors versus uh, sophomores. And he goes, you, you gotta, you know how you imitate Eddie Murphy? You gotta do Eddie Murphy and you have to do him as Noah's Ark. It's uh, there's a Bible. We have to all do something from the Bible. Do Noah's Ark. It'll be hilarious, but it's Eddie Murphy. I what? And I said, I don't want to hang out with the acting kids. And I was like, ah, this is he's like, no, 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 it's not what you think. Like, ah, groups are clicky. He's like, no, 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 it's not. It's really cool. And I trusted Jimmy and, um, Everyone was cool. It was, it was great learning kids that I was always either intimidated by or judged or didn't want to be around. And it was just this really welcoming, awesome group. And Jimmy was like, oh my God, it's going to be so funny. It's going to be so funny. And I came out as Noah, but doing Eddie Murphy, talking to God. And it brought the house down. And the next day, I was in overnight. Everyone was like, Jim, bro, oh my God, girls, oh my God, you're a pisser. Dude, I want to hang out with you. I'm like, holy crow, he wants to, he never would want to hang out with me. So the next night, they were chanting for me to come out. And I knew, I was, I'll never forget, I was looking at the crowd and the chant, no, no. And I came out, but before I came out, I looked, I will never forget. Um, I said, oh my God, I'm going to be doing stand-up comedy and this is, I'm going to be, this is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be walking out to crowds like this, just waiting to laugh. So it was a very, he's very pivotal with my story and my journey. So with that, Shock is an amazing singer to the point where I wish I had him Maybe we could play a song of his today. That's what we'll do. I'm gonna get Shaka to give you a song. Unbelievable voice. Unbelievable voice. He should have been on Broadway. Um, he could have easily done that part, the Billy Joel play. No disrespect to any, but Shaka was unbelievable. So he's gonna be a singer. And I said, wouldn't it be amazing, Shaka, one day we tour together as like a famous comedian and a famous singer, and we go on tour, wouldn't that be amazing? So, and he would always just go, <laughs> yes. Uh, and then, so now I moved to Florida. We have our dream, we're in college, we do some plays, he's in musicals, he doesn't even go to college, he's amazing. Now I moved to Florida. Back then, there's no texting and all that and, and computers. So once you lose someone's phone number, it's over. You can't, you, it's over. You write a letter. 
In the 80s, that's, that's the best you're going to get. Somehow I lost. Shaka changed his number. I called. I would get his mom or I get an a answer machine and, you know, hopefully get his number. But the mom doesn't know the answering machine. And writing. So I lost his number. Now I started doing stand-up comedy. And now I'm working at this place called Innisbrook in Tarpon Springs, Florida, and I'm getting gigs and I'm making past the open mic world. And now all of a sudden I'm doing stand-up comedy. And all I wanted to do is tell Shaka, I said, Shaka, are you still doing your dream? I need to talk to Shaka. We, we said we were going to do this journey. I was going to go into comedy. And he has to go into music and we're going to, we're going to keep crossing paths and we're going to tour and it's going to be amazing. Uh, and we're friends. How amazing is this going to be? <clears throat> and now I'm starting to get more gigs and now I'm starting to do a little road thing here. And so one day and I can't stop thinking, I'm like, man, I called again, Shaka's mother. I'm like, Shaka has to be on the journey and we have to connect because I want to let him know I'm on my journey so he has to keep up with me. Shaka, you have to keep up with me and I'm always thinking this, non-stop thinking this. And more than just being funny in shows, I'm like, I got to reconnect with Shaka. So now I'm working at Innisbrook and <clears throat> I get a call. Jim, you got to be at the punchline. It's called the punchline in like Jacksonville, Florida. I'm in Tarpon Springs. It's probably a four or five hour drive. I go, oh my God, today? So I tell like, hey man, I don't feel good. Something happened at home and I'm not gonna be here for a couple of days. And they said, if you do this gig, you do good. You're gonna be the opener. It's only 25 bucks um, a night. But hey, listen, you, you do this, you get seven weeks of work potentially. They got a lot of clubs, great. I got no gas. Like you know, ten, but whatever amount I have, there's no. I think I had a gas card. I go home. My parents aren't there. I write a letter. I get my car. I have enough gas to get to Jacksonville. Um, I get there and no one's there. The first show. He's like, "Well, no one really knows about the place." And blah blah. And cancels it. Okay. Uh, second show. Um. There's like eight people. We sit down on a stage. It's weird. Long story short, after Saturday, um, you know, the guy sits and he's like, I'm not gonna be able to pay you, man. Like, what do you mean? I don't I don't have money. I feed you, I give you enough money to get home. We were we didn't make any money. And the headliner goes, Hey Jim, <clears throat> don't feel bad, kid. Come to me, uh uh, across the way at the Holiday Inn, they have uh, they have music and it's fun. We'll go drinking. So I don't even want Holiday Inn. I'm like 23 years old. I don't want Holiday Inn. There's not that. It's gonna be fun. I go over there. He's paying for everything. Uh, I get it. It's packed. It's all people in their 40s, like divorcees. It's just this guy's got cowboy boots. Cowboy. I, just, I can't compete. I'm, I don't want any part of this. As I'm leaving, I know I've told this story before. Did I tell a story in here, Mike? All right, good, good, good. I know I told the story. I just want to make sure I didn't sit on here. So check this out. I swear to God, I'm 
just about to walk through the door. And I'm listening to the song. And as I'm listening to the song, I go, is that, that's so good. Is that live or is that the, is it the radio? And I told, the, and I asked the bouncer, I go, is that live? Is that the radio? And he goes, no, it's a band. I went, that's a band? Oh my God, the singer sounds ridiculous. Like the singer sounds amazing. I had to, I was walking out the door. There's no reason for me to be in Jacksonville, Florida. I called to leave and bring and blow. Shows are canceled. I'm in a divorced bar with this with these bananas. I'm one foot out the door. Music. I said, I gotta look at the singer. And I'm looking. And she's got long curly hair. Is that? That's Jimmy Shaka. And I, that's Jimmy. And I, I zoned in on him. It was like a movie. I'm just pushing through people. I get on the dance floor and I just look at him and went, Shaka! It was Jimmy Shaka singing. At a Holiday Inn in Jacksonville, Florida. Haven't talked to him, have no communication with him. I just drove to Jacksonville, Florida, two guys from Long Island in a bar at the Holiday Inn in Jacksonville, Florida. Is where me and Shaka connected. That's, what is that? Um, let's bring in Shaka. Oh, I love that story. Isn't it? I still, I still think it. So I want everyone to, I, I want to hear your version. Um, like, how did you end up? Do you, do you, you remember the, the place, right? I, yeah, I do. Yeah. Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. It was a holiday inn in Jacksonville. And um, <laughs> we were, I was in this, I moved but down F. Lead up to being in Jacksonville. I don't know if I ever remember that story. Um, I left New York after you left New York, right? I just, one day I went down, I went down to uh, Orlando because of uh, Rob Farmageddy. Remember Farmageddy? Yeah, right? I remember the name Farmageddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he was down and he went down there uh, like for a business trip. And, and you know, we're, we're like kids in our 20s, right? It was like maybe 22, 23. Right. So, so he's like, he's like, hey man, I got a hotel and a rent a car. Like, why don't you come down and we'll hang out for a week? Because I'm working down here for like that was a big deal. Right. right. That's so, huge. That's a big vacation. Some people they go to St. Thomas. We're like, we got a rental car. Right. Go ahead. So, so I go down there for I, I go I meet him down there and we're just hanging out in Orlando and I'm like, Orlando is awesome for like there's music every block and and uh um, everything is like clean you know coming from new york it's like it's sunny there's palm trees it was great so long story short i get back to new york and i just say um you know what i'm just packing whatever i own in my car 
and uh, I had I had $800 in my pocket, right? And I just banged the left down 95 and just went straight to Orlando, and that's it. And then I started looking. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to teach singing. I'm going to be a voice teacher, and maybe I'll get in a band, right? So in the process of looking for, like, students and stuff, I just saw this ad in this paper, and it said, uh, uh, you know, looking for singers for this agency that put bands together on, on the road, right, traveling bands. Um, so I went down, and I, and I auditioned for this band, and I wind up getting in this band, and, and they're like, okay, so you're going to be on the road six days a week. Um, well, no, actually, you're always on the road, but you're working six days a week in these like bars and nightclubs, and they put you in like trailers for the band. It was, but to me, it was glamorous. I was, I was a rock star. You know, we would work four four shows, four sets a night during the week, and then six sets on the weekend. I mean, that's a lot. On you know that. I, that's how I felt, you know, like, I'm, I'm getting $25. I don't even care about the $25. Yeah. I'm doing six shows with real headliners. Like, this guy's been on television. Like, yeah. beyond, I'm in a hotel room. That's yeah. my room. I'm yeah. large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It was, yeah, we were, I, I, I loved every minute of it. And it was exhausting. I made no money. <laughs> I, I, I think at the height, I made $300 a week doing it. Like, it was ridiculous. Um, and, uh, yeah, so so there we were. And one of the gigs was in, in Jacksonville, Florida, at the Holiday Inn. And I, from all I remember, the, it was like, what was it, a Friday night or something? But it was either Friday or Saturday. Because- Friday or Saturday, but it was a packed. It was a packed night. Place was... There was not there was not a space on the dance floor. Everyone's this close together, right? And like, through that, I see, I see this. I just see the the sea parting, like somebody's like almost like moshing through the crowd towards the stage, and then goes straight up to me and gives me a high five, and it's fucking Jim Brewer, <laughs> and and we haven't lost contact since. But the best one, I forgot what you, I don't remember what you were singing. All I remember was, I don't, your hair got really long. Yeah, yeah. That's what threw me off. Like, wait a minute, Shaka had, his hair wasn't that long. His hair's, his hair's long and it's curly. What the hell? So that's the first thing, but. I'll never forget, you're singing whatever you're singing, and everyone's dancing. Even while I'm moving through them, they're not even mad at me. I'm just fixated on you. And once I realized it was you, I went, Shaka! You're like, boom, you were like this. You're like, yeah, you had to be a, holy shit! <laughs> right. You were like, yeah, wait, wait, wait after the set. I'll be, I'll be over here. I'll be over here. I just sitting at the bar. I'm going. Now th- I remember this too. So I worked my way to the bar, and I wait. Everyone's like in their forties, and this one's hitting on this one, and this one. Yeah. And and I'm going. That's my. The, we're we're from the same town. Like you don't. Th- we just met. I haven't seen him in two years. I'm like you don't even what. That, you guys don't understand what's going on, right? right. It was, it was. 
I couldn't wrap my head around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't head around it. And then we caught up and 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 then I would come out to see you at, what was it like called? Celebration Station or something? Tuxedo Junction, maybe? Yeah, I have video of it. Darn, I should have told Mike. You know what? After this, after we're done, let's see if I can uh, find that tape. But I have tape of me visiting you and filming you singing there like four or five songs. And it was when I had those big video cameras. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had that. <laughs> the VCR. Yeah, yeah, carried around everywhere, and when I would when I would watch you, I'd put on all the cool little modes. So like, you'd be half black and white, and then you'd like trail. There's something trailing, and I put you in like slow motion. Like, oh my god, I'm such a cinematographer. Right. Um, it was, uh, but that was such a. I always ask people like, what do you think that is? I. I believe if you think and and put energy like that toward that that I mean what is that that's bizarre it's hard for me to okay yeah it's just a coincidence now you know what it is I mean I I I think of it as like if I if I take a uh, you you take a piano like a grand piano right and and you, you know you open up the top like that right it's got all the strings in it now, if I go Ooh, in a in a piano, any string that's tuned like that is going to start to sing along with me, and like they call it, like you resonance, you're resonating with with them on the same level. You know what I mean? So things that are like a wavelength, yeah, things that are things that things that are kind of tuned the same. And when you think of somebody, you're literally tuning into them, right? You're tuning right. into that person, so it's when you tune when you tune the same with somebody. That's when that's when they pop up. I don't know. It's like, is this a dream? And and you know what I mean. And and uh, I, I know I know this happens to a lot of people. I know this happens. This happens all the time. How many people have you yeah. talked to? And you go, I was just thinking of you, and I and here you called, and yeah. I know different coincidences on it, but I can't tell you. I remember specifically too, one of my nieces, um, and, and that's another thing, like after it keeps, after it happens a bunch of times, you go, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to be aware the next time I'm doing this right. and see what, and sure enough, like for instance, um, my niece was going through some stuff and and like the force, I'm telling you, it's like, you can feel them. I know that sounds weird. I'm just being dead honest with you. I feel uh, Yoda go, I sense a disturbance. And I would, I can sense like, oh, something's going on with her. And I kept delaying calling her. And then finally, I just went outside, you know, I do the, I go, guy, you know, what do you want me to say? Do whatever you want. And while it came to me, like, call her. Right. I, I picked her up, I swear to God, picked her up. The minute she answered, I went, so I, w I had this feeling I need to call you. She just started sobbing, crying. And 
it's weird. It's, I'd even, I, I almost thought it as, yeah, this, I wonder how, how much of an ability we all have of this. Mm-hmm. And it's beaten down and thrown out of the way. And not that, not for silly things like, uh, I want new sneakers. I need to get, I don't know, but I, I think that's amazing how you can think of something or think of things now, and happen. Yeah, no, no, but I, I do, I've always wondered this. Do you, am I, am I, um, creating that a little bit down the road or am I just seeing what's down the road? You know what I mean? I got, I got an example for you. It's interesting you say that. So when I'm starting out, I'm playing, uh, you know, I'm doing mostly open mic stuff and I'm starting to get some work. And this girl, my age, um, she, she saw me and she goes, Hey, I book the university of my, uh, a college in Miami. Now I live a good five hours away. I'm in Palm Harbor, Miami, Florida, two different coasts. It's a good five hours. I don't have money or hotel room and all that jazz. So I'm going to go down there, do the gig, come back 12 hour day. It's worth the 140 bucks I'm going to get or a hundred dollars. Right. And I'm playing in front of people my age. So I go down there and she goes, let's go out now. And she's also telling me like, you know, I, I want to get in this field and one day I'm going to be an agent and one day I'm going to do this and blah, blah, blah. She goes, let's go out. Right? So, so we go out, we get drinks. Now, I already know mm, this is going to end up in a, this is, we're going to, we're, something's going to happen here. Right. I feel you, you know, you're having a couple cocktails, you get more loosey goosey with each other. I'm looking, looking a little more at each other, like, yeah, is this, are we doing this? Or what? And so, I knew, she goes, you know what? I got a, I got a dorm room. I went, oh, and she brings me to a dorm room, almost a whole abandoned building. And the two of us now, it's like 3.30 in the morning. And we've, heard, we've been on ventures all night. But I never make, ever. Even if it was, if she meant it or not, in my head, I'm like, oh, she would definitely. It's about 3, 3.30 in the morning. We're right next to each other. Right. And she's just staring at me. And I go, I, dude, I swear. I go like this. I go, all right, I'm going to be dead. Um, don't say nothing, but I, I'm attracted to you right now. And, and um, I would love to, I would love to hook up, but I also know um, I'm not like, I'm not going to call you tomorrow. That's not the stage I'm at in my life. And you're going to resent me and it's going to really, it's going to suck. And I have a funny feeling. I'm going to see you down the road one day. I can't, I don't know why. I just feel you're going to be somewhere in my life down the road. And she's bugging out. She's like, Oh my God, what are you talking about? I said, you know what I'm talking about. And I said, even right now, she's like, no, I, I didn't get that feeling. Like, yes, you did. And I, she goes, well, you know, we, we so like, if we're going to sleep together, can we just sleep? And what I mean by that snuggle, just snuggle. That's just, I don't want anything else. It's going to be bad. 
And so do that. Cut to. I moved back to Long Island to get on television and movies and I'm going, I'm going for it. I feel like I'm seasoned enough. I've been on the road. Me and you've connected. We're both growing. <clears throat> uh, I'm confident. You're confident. I go to New York. Uh, first manager, major issue uh, at the time when I come back up. Cut to... I get a call. It's Carrie from like a year and a half, two years ago in Miami. I go, hey, what, what? She left a couple messages. I'm like, what the? I finally go, hey, I finally get her. And she goes, hey, I go, what are you, what are you doing? She's like, I want to introduce you to someone. I, you know, I live in New York City now. I went, what? She was like, yeah, I moved to New York City. I worked for this manager guy. I'm like, what? So I end up going there. She introduces me to this manager who eventually leads to television, SNL, wow. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I knew. Yep. At that moment right there. Yeah. I can't put my finger on it i just knew and i don't, I don't know if that's the cut the devil going oh come on man you worried about something that may be down the future the future's right now live the now get it get it <laughs> and the other side right. was like now be patient because the energy here trust your instinct your instinct says you're just gonna leave and that always brings bad Never, very rarely do people go, hey, that was great. Hope I never talk to you again. Uh, <laughs> right. But like you said, maybe you see something down the road. There's so, who, who knows? But I don't know. I just, I love those stories like that, that, that turn into wacky things like that. I, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I had I had a story, but but it's I, I was I, I was with this um, this girl that that I was attracted to, and and we started hanging out, and but I would go to kiss her, right? And this yeah. is, this is way this is way deep, way crazy. But uh, let me just say it just because it reminded me. Um, and I'm like, I don't know what it is. I like I go to kiss you, and I. I, I, I like, I feel like I'm kissing my sister. Like we're just like really close or something. Like it's kind of weird. Right. And yeah. then she's, and then she goes, well, let me tell you about a, uh, I, she goes, I had this dream that me and you lived in France in the 14th century. And, uh, and we were brother and sister. And she started telling me this whole, like, like past life thing about, about me and her, which was, I go, wow, that's like, because I I also had like dreams that I used to live in France in the middle, you know, riding a horse to the castle and all that stuff. So I was like, wow, you know, that's maybe that explained what that was, you know, maybe who knows, maybe maybe we're all just souls, you know, now playing the part of, 
you know, of this and that, and and uh, and here we are. All the world's a stage, right? Whole world's a stage. I have to get. I got to find these pictures of of us back then. It was so damn funny, so damn funny. Especially with you with your hair, <laughs> with hair, with hair. <laughs> what uh, doing for New Year's? Hang with Larry. Oh, no way. House party. Yeah. At his house? Yeah, he does it every year. Yeah. Oh, do you remember the one year? Wait, we got to tell everyone this. Can we tell them the Pink Floyd story? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 you got to tell it. <laughs> All right. So here's a good little Christmas story for everyone, even though Christmas is over. But your tree may still be up. So me and I was with, yeah, I was with D at the time. I know we might not have been, no, we were married. We were definitely married because we've been in Franklin Square. Franklin Square, yeah. So Larry lives right in the night. He's like, bro, come on, all right, all right. We do this sick. We're going to do this sick light. You got to see this. Dude, you got to see this. You <laughs> got to You got this is, yeah. yeah. No, wait, just like, wait. Right. Everyone, I, I guess everyone smoked a little something, something. And, and we're, not even there yet. we're not even there yet. So we get in it now. Now he lives in an attic. For people that don't know, the Northeast, sometimes you, a house will, will renovate the upstairs for another fat to rent out. So Larry's living in the, in the top part of a house with a, with a, what was that thing? The lizards. He throw it on the roof. The iguana. The iguana. You think yeah. an iguana throw it on the roof? Yeah, I probably love hanging out on the roof. <laughs> his hair is down to his ass. Larry's hair is down to his ass. Um, we get over the house, and then just like you do, you, you got to see. He makes everyone sit down. You got to sit down in front of the tree. You got to sit down in front of the tree. No, first, we all got relaxed. Right. He's like, you have to get relaxed or it doesn't work. Okay. So we all get nice and relaxed. He then goes, okay, this is sick. This is absolutely sick. And what did he, it was a record? Did he put a record? He put on Pink Floyd. But it was a right? record. Yeah. Did he need yeah. on all that? Yeah. Yeah. With the, uh, say again? It wasn't like a tape or, or a cassette tape, or it's not downloaded for those of you who no, live in yeah, there. It was, it was, he put on a record and it was uh, with, the, with the Christmas lights. Yeah, so he, he's got his Christmas tree. Now we're all like this. And we're just, we're all humming. You know, some of us are laughing really hard. He's cutting it like, you got drop. This is sick. Wait till you see this. He, Plugs in his Christmas light. And Normal lights. Light strings. You know, what? like the, you know, like the cheesy strings. Like yes. it's not. It's not. It, it's it's something he got at uh, you know the the whatever the dime store. Yes. Cheesy, cheesy, just colored. One string of lights, nothing, and he's like, "It's the, it's the light show." Well, he called it, he called it something, um, the Pink Floyd light show, the laser light show. You gotta watch it. 
the Pink Floyd Laser Light Show. We do it every year. Just trust me. And it's just, it's just a string of Christmas lights, the cheesiest string you can imagine, colored, right? Right. 1980 style. <laughs> right. Hair dino's ass, the world zooed out. Right. Zooed out. And so just describe what I saw. It was so he turned, but he takes the needle and he puts on puts it on a record. He's like, just watch, right? Right. And it's Pink Floyd, right? Pink Floyd. And the music starts, right? And uh I what's the first song? Welcome to the machine, I think. Right? Where, where it's, it's, it's like this, ah, 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 boom, shh, boom, boom, right? This like mellow thing. And all this music, right? And then uh, all of a sudden, the lights start going to the music, right? Yes. <laughs> and we go, once, the yeah. lights were really just going to the music and we're going, Larry. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Hello, hello, hello. Is there anybody in there? <laughs> There'll be no more. <laughs> may feel sick, sick, sick. And we're, I mean, we're all like, how are you doing that? And he goes, bro, it's just started happening. <laughs> I just started this show. I was like, die, come here, I can't. I mean, look, and then she was like, oh my God, it's really happening. And I called my mother. This is sick, right? Look, watch. And every song, rah, ah, ah. <laughs> right. Outside in the mood. Oh, my, every song, we were like, oh, I got. And then, I don't know if you're, I'm pretty sure it was the same um, day, he put on The Wizard of Oz. And the beginning of The Wizard of Oz, there's, if you play, I'm pretty sure it's Pink Floyd the Wall. If you play that, Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. I've heard that's like a thing. Play the yeah. play the movie The Wizard of Oz and start Pink Floyd when when she gets on the bicycle or something, you know, the whatever. Yes. And it, it all syncs up. Right, right. That was I hope he still has them. If he does, I'm gonna have to make a video of uh the Pink Floyd Laser Light Show. We have to, you know what? We should make, we should get that back to a tradition. I'm, I'm one year with all my kids officially out of the house. Wow, uh, I was wondering. And uh, we might have to, uh, might have to come retirement. Yeah. I have talked to Dean, she's gonna be like, you're not doing that. I'm like, it's just one night, it's for, it's for Christmas. It's Christmas. Jesus would want this. <laughs> I don't think that'll go over. Um, but that'd be a lot of fun to do. Um, Jimbo, give my Larry my love. I will. It's great to see you. Yeah, man. Um, I'm going to look for a video and see when we can get on. And if not, at the end, we'll revisit. Um, and we got to do one of the bunkers again. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Yes. Oh, what a year. This is the end of the year show for you? Uh, yes, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. 
So. Oh, what a year it's been, my friend. Yes, it has. It's been quite a year. So um, I wish you the very best and all the rest of them. Yes. All right, Jimbo, I'm going to give my uh, final comments. It's good seeing you. Have a good new year. All right. I love you, brother. I love you too, bro. Be safe. All right. See ya. Later. Later. Jimmy Shaka. Um, so this is what I was going to say to you guys, everyone listening. Um, here's a little thing for your New Year's that's helped me tremendously. And this is a relationship thing. And a relationship could be parent and child. And when I say child, you could be a teenager, you can be young 20s, whatever it is. During times like this, where everyone just, I believe, um, has been targeted to just look to debate and argue and about things that we should not even be getting that emotionally tied in. So what I'm trying to say is, I got, we just had Christmas and I know you did too. And whoever you're going to have for new years. Um, I hear so much about families now where, you know, they don't get, not that they don't get along like, well, they believe if you're not vaxxed X, Y, Z. And they believe, well, if you are though, X, Y, Z. And they believe if, uh, you know, Democrat and this one's full blown that. And there's a, whatever it is, whatever it is, drop all that. Because that's purposely shoved in your life at the gym, at the grocery store, when you're when you're flying on an airplane, they have it, they have it everywhere. Don't underestimate for one second that that's not on purpose. Now you could try to talk yourself out of it all you want, but let's say it is. It takes your attention, whether you say you can do it, it takes your attention. When you sit down at a bar, ding. when you're going through the grocery store, ding. you're pumping gas, ding. you come in the house, ding. you're looking at the kids, ding. it's purposely put there to distract you and make you keep looking all over. I notice, I'm going to talk about teenagers, I notice Kids reach a certain point in time, all right, so when you're going to have dinner or whatever and you're like, ah, oh, the kids and we're going to fight and blah, blah, blah. Uh, my wife struggles with the way they, you know, they're not, they curse, it's, I just want peace. But when, it seems that when you raise your kid and you're able to talk them and guide them in life, that's what we're here for, to guide them, to show them. When they make mistakes, we just explain, well, now you know when you do that, X, Y, Z, next time you come across that bridge, make sure you go this way because it'll be better for you and blah, blah, blah. But they reach a certain age where <clears throat> they not rebel, but they, they're gaining independence and they don't want you talking them like a child. They don't want you going, I thought I told you. And how many times do I have to ask? And did you do what I, it, that's a boss. That's a boss. At least that's what a kid hears. 
I know the minute my mom started yelling, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not nothing. It just went, uh-huh, right, uh-huh, right. It didn't matter if she was right. That's all I heard. It was over. The best thing you can do is just listen to them. Let them, let them say what they're going to say. But if you got to talk to them, talk to them like you're talking to a friend. I'm not saying you have to become the friend. But if you disagree, if Shaka disagree with me with something, he would not be like, you're an asshole. You know what? And that's why you, but he, he would say, why was your asshole? Blah, blah. And we would just start talking. I go, oh, that's interesting. I never thought about that way. For parents and kids, it's sometimes such a hard threshold to get past. Maybe because we don't want to lose that, hey, I'm the dad and you're the mom. And I'm going to, I'm going to talk to teenagers here. If you think your parents are stupid, maybe they are. I'm not the brightest human being in the world. Um, very low in the totem pole when it comes to brightness, uh, education. But I will say this. Don't be pissed at your parents because what kids do too, this is for teenagers. What they do is they see a hero. Mom and dad are a hero forever. And then you reach a point where you see the flaws in your parents. You're like, hey, they're not, they're not as powerful as I thought. He's a joke. This one's a mess. We did. You sucked. I'm better than you. You failed me. And you lose a little bit of that respect for your parent or whatever. If that's starting to happen, you got to understand something. Parents aren't perfect. Most of us do our best to still try to guide and, and love. We don't know what that is sometimes. So instead of getting mad and insulting and being mean, maybe it's time if you get rid of the word should, well, my parents shouldn't be this way. My parents shouldn't, my father shouldn't, and this shouldn't. The word should is a killer. Get rid of the word should. And if you think and, and start to try to solve that part that annoys you. Like for instance, if your mom is always uh, always a word wart, do your best to mom, is it all right? Don't worry. Why do you keep worrying? Mom, you always funny, you always start throwing. Why are you always worrying? Because I'm, 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 I'll give you an example. My dad didn't know how to say I love you. I knew he loved me. But some of us get caught up in like, well, unless he says it or unless they don't love me because they don't love me the way I want to be shown love. Sometimes you got to understand what they're showing might be love. My dad did not know how to show. He would change the oil. Ah, change the oil. That's him saying, I love you. But he can't say, I love you. Hey, I'm, uh, uh, you got gas in the car? That's, I love you. But he didn't know how to say, I love you. He didn't like being hugged. Very uncomfortable. I don't touch. And I took a pot and I went, you know what? I'm going to get him to say, I love you. Me as the kid took that on because I started to discover, no, he's not perfect, but let's see where he came from. And then the more I learn about him, the more I'm like, he never even knew what love was. He never understood what love was. 10 brothers and sisters, no mother, World War II vet. Oh my God. Baby brother, you know what kind of abuse he must have taken? Oh my God.
So he couldn't say, he didn't know how. It took years of me just hugging him. The more annoyed he'd get, the more I'd kiss him in his forehead. He hated that, but I could tell he loved it. I always hug him and say, I love you. Oh, you don't like being kissed. You don't like it. Angry he'd get, the harder I'd laugh. And I'll never forget that phone call. And if I didn't get the phone call, I wouldn't have worried. Because I knew he already loved. I just thought if I could help him, it wasn't for me. It's for him. If there's a part of your parent that you can't stand, but you think you can fix, don't be mean about it. It may take years, but know it's going to work. I knew it was going to work. And sure enough, I'm going to say about a solid six, seven years as he was hanging up. Because I always say, hey, hey, I love you. Hey, I love you. He said that. I remember I hung up and I looked at my wife and what he said. And we both laughed. I was more happy for him. I wasn't happy for me. I didn't need it. I didn't need it. I was happy for him. Because he was on the road of accepting it and even giving it back. So anyway, I hope you have a great New Year's. Lots of love. Lots of laughter. Um... And what I was going to say was to check out jimbrewer.com. Um, you know, I'm in West Palm Beach, New Year's, all the way to January 2nd. And then I'm in Las Vegas, South Point Casino. I'm in Kansas City. I booked uh, Tampa, Sarasota. And those shows are constantly going to keep coming up during the week. Um, I'm also, there's a big announcement coming up very soon for Florida as well, some shows in areas that I have not been in, and uh, all that good jazz. Mike, thanks for hanging out today. Have a safe New Year. Have a happy New Year, man. See you next year. Yeah. Later, Gator. <laughs>